Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here, I've brought together my juiciest mindset bites and tips from the last 10 plus years in psychology, business, and leadership development to help you unlock your unique gifts, activate your highest potential, find your purpose, and kickstart that passion led business. Here, I hope to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it all is so ridiculously possible. I hope that this podcast sparks something new for you, a new idea, a new belief, or perhaps a light bulb moment that changes the trajectory of your life forever. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose and performance coach, mama to two, wine lover, surfing tryhard, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and also the creator of my signature 4P Spark framework designed to unlock your spark. I'm here to give you permission to be the person you were before the world told you who you should be to own your true self and set the vision for your life and soak up all of that awesomeness that this beautiful world has to offer because that's what we're all here for, right? Big love. See you in the podcast. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Lovely, lovely to be here with you. I've got a really awesome podcast episode today, which I've actually... You'll be very impressed. I've actually done a little bit of research on because it's a topic that I feel very passionate about. And that's the topic of fear, failure, and apologies for the French. If you've got a child in the car, then um, please park this podcast and listen to it later. But fear, failure, and fucking up. Because I think it's a really it's, it's an area that's really easy to move through once you've got the right ammo and the right mindset and the right perspective on what failure actually is and how to move through it, I guess. And I wanted to be able to give you guys a few tips today about, first of all, how to move through it and also help give you some perspective on um, some like incredible people out there who are just like, oh my gosh, like billion dollar companies and entrepreneurs and people out there who have just like achieved incredible things and what their journey actually looked like. Because sometimes we can see these people and we think that they look like an over overnight success, but actually, they have just been through the ringer. <laughs> they've been rejected. They've been kicked out. They've been, you know, rejected by financiers. They've been fired. Oh my gosh. Like they've launched their businesses multiple times before, like finally getting it right. And we only like on social media and stuff like that, we only really get to see them when they're famous or when they've made it or, like the one really annoying thing with social media is you typically you're only going to see people's successes, right? You're only going to hear from people when they've achieved something amazing or when they've, um, you know, hit their, hit their revenue goal or launched the thing or done the thing or, um, moved through that fear or, 
you know, completed their certificate or started their business or whatever, like your own, typically people are only going to share the things that they're really proud of, which just makes so much sense, right? Like, you know, you're not going to be yelling from the rooftops about every time that you failed, but I wish that we did. (laughs) I wish that we talked more about all the times that we messed up so that we can normalize it a bit and make make it make the picture a little bit more realistic around what it actually takes to succeed what it actually takes to to get through and do the thing that you want to do because what i do tend to see happening a lot is because we have this warped view of how others seem to have this overnight success or how you know others are so successful and if i don't make it overnight like if my business doesn't work straight away and i don't get immediate success then i just shouldn't ever try again um and that it's obviously not made for me and that i'm just not cut out for this And that is a horrible outcome. That is a horrible outcome for someone who through their work or through their business or through that thing that they're trying to do could have a monumental positive impact on someone out there who really needs their work, who really needs that service that they want to share. So that's what I wanted to talk about today is giving you a little bit of perspective on this whole idea of fear, failure and fuck ups to help encourage you to keep on going if you're if you've been feeling a little bit dismayed or if you're feeling like a little bit of a failure Um, and to not not give up yet, not throw in the towel yet, not encounter one obstacle or hardship and think that you're just not cut out for it, but to instead see the incredible opportunities out of it and recognize some of the people out there who have been knocked around like sometimes hundreds, thousands of times before making it. So that's where I wanted to start actually, was to give you a few stories of some really famous people out here, out there who might inspire you. They are Airbnb, J.K. Rowling, Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, Colonel Sanders, and Tim Ferriss. So Airbnb, you'll know them, one of the like most successful travel and experience companies in the world. You may or may not know this, but I love Airbnb stories, story. They actually launched seven times. So they launched their business seven times in seven slightly different models and styles before finally finding their groove. So I think this was around eight years ago that they kicked off their first business. And it was like, <laughs> their, I think their initial business actually included like a cereal company. Um, and it was around like, they had a, a business model that was focused on conferences and being able to cover um, cover rooms while there was conferences in different cities. And anyway, they launched seven times before they finally, finally found their groove. And they're now a $25 billion company changing how people travel and experience over the entire world. JK Rowling, JK Rowling with Harry Potter. You may, may or may not know that one was rejected 
12 times by 12 different publishers before finally getting accepted. And her book series of Harry Potter is now the highest sold book company in the in history, in the history of ever. And she's got a $25 billion company. Steve Jobs was rejected from film school three times <laughs> before going off and starting Apple. And I don't think we need to talk about where Apple is right now. It's probably like the best known brand in the entire world and the most used device in everyone's homes. Walt Disney was fired for not being creative enough. Uh, in one of his jobs, and he was rejected 302 times for his ideas around Disney before he finally got financed. 302 times he applied, he put his proposals through, and he got rejected before he finally got financed. 302 times. Like, I don't think I've done anything 302 times, let alone being slapped in the face and rejected that many times. Like, that is just determination and passion and purpose, right? And self-belief, like, it's bloody beautiful. And then the impact, you know, like that the Disney world has now had on kids and adults everywhere is crazy. Like, if you're a parent and you've got kids, or even if just if you're an adult with um, that's ever watched a Disney movie, like... Disney has just shifted the world everywhere and just like opened up people's eyes to like magic and play. It's just amazing. Then we've got Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Threw this one in the mix there for you. So he was rejected, get this, 1,009 times on his famous like secret, secret spices recipe before finally take, finding a taker. A thousand and nine times and obviously now got like one of the biggest chicken <laughs> chicken chains in the world. I think there's actually been a movie made about him. And last but not least, Tim Ferriss, so uh, author, thought leader, podcast host. So his um, renowned book, The 4-Hour Workweek, he was rejected 25 times by 25 different publishers before finally getting it accepted and published. And his net worth is now 50 mil. And I think he's one of the highest listened to podcasts in the world. So I just wanted to throw those examples in there because they're probably brands and thought leaders and, you know, business leaders that you would have heard of. And my guess and my bets are that you've probably only like thought about them as successful and you've probably only seen them as their successful selves, but you probably haven't seen the journey that they took to get there or the number of failures or rejections that they copped along the way and the amount of struggle, the determination, the self-belief, the you know, getting slapped in the face and then have, having to pick themselves back up again. You know, the inner work that they probably would have had to do, like working through their own fears and doubts and mindset blockers and limiting beliefs and all of those sort of things and how much they would have had to like continue to work, grow, pick themselves up, learn, improve, get better every single time. Like I really don't think that there's many people out there at all 
maybe any people at all that are overnight successes, right? But that's not what our, what the bias in our media and social media and our marketing kind of shows to us is it looks like these people were just successful from the get-go. So when we think that they were just successful from the get-go, what happens to our like sense of self-belief is we kind of tell ourselves the story that if I can't get it overnight, then it's not worth going for at all because I'm obviously just not made for it. And we kind of like distance ourselves from these successful people out there. And we tell ourselves that like they're different to us. They're different to us. That's possible for them, but that's not possible for me. They're special. They're unique. They're talented. They've got something special and magic and different about them, but I'm not like them. So I can't achieve what they've achieved. And that's absolute bullshit because all of these people have just have been like through the ringer, like been rejected thousands of times with Colonel Sanders, thousands of times. Like what that just, that determination is just bloody magic, isn't it? And Walt Disney over 300 times. And I just wonder if you've copped a rejection lately or if you've um, felt like a bit of a failure lately, like maybe you maybe you tried out a new business idea or you put an offer out to the world or you launched a new program or you started a new business and reached out to a new client and got a new and put a proposal out there or you sent an email that felt really vulnerable um, that you know opened yourself up in certain ways or you know you tried to get get some new program or course going and it didn't work out the way that you wanted and you felt like you got a bit of a slap in the face and your ego got a bit bruised. I guess what I want to say to that is fair enough. If you feel a bit crap, you're allowed to feel crap and like let yourself feel a bit crap for a while. Like it's okay. (laughs) It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel a bit crap. And that's okay. Let yourself feel those feelings, but don't let that individual situation mean more than what it has to. Don't let that individual situation mean more than what it is. Because all it is, is one individual situation, one individual action, one individual thing. You don't need to make that situation mean more than what it is. And what I mean by that is sometimes when we feel like we have failed or that we haven't achieved what we set out to, sometimes if we feel like we've failed, we feel like that means that we are a failure. So we turn this external thing outside of us, this external situation into meaning something personal and intrinsic about us. So that was the first tip that I actually wanted to share with you in helping overcome your fear of failure or your fear of rejection or whatever is to don't make it mean 
more than what it is. So distance yourself from your achievements. Create separation between the thing that you tried to do and what that means about you as a human being. Because you are a human, you're a human being, you are a person, you are an alive, you know, set of cells and energy and a soul and a purpose and a heart and all of the beautiful uniqueness and humanness to you, right? And then there are the things that you do. There are the achievements that you you set out to achieve. And they are things external to you. They are not part of you. So if you set out to try and achieve something outside of you and it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means that the thing that you tried to do didn't happen. And that is literally it. <laughs> and that's where, that's where, you know, the mindset work beca- can become really important about like what sort of mindset and beliefs are you holding in that situation that can be really supportive for you. And that's where my tip number two wanted to come in. So tip number one being distance yourself from your achievements. So create some separation between like who you are and then what you're trying to do. Because if you try and connect them, then essentially what that's doing to you is it's putting your sense of self-worth on the line and it's saying I'm only worthy or I'm only valuable or I'm only enough if I achieve the thing that I'm trying to achieve and if I don't achieve the thing then I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving, I'm not enough as a human being. So when you create that separation then it brings, it brings your sense of control and your power back into yourself. I hope that makes sense. So tip number two is just to redefine your relationship with the word failure. So what does failure actually mean to you? What is your definition of failure? Are you making failure mean more than what it is? And ask yourself if your definition of failure is helpful for you or not so helpful is it adding extra pressure to you or is it helping you take action? So say, for example, if my definition was failure means like failure means I don't achieve what I want to achieve and failure means that I am a failure. If something doesn't work out the way I want it to, I am going to be absolutely squished like I'm gonna feel like an absolute rotten egg Um, I'm gonna beat myself up I'm gonna feel horrible and I'm probably not going to want to try and do that thing again whereas if I change my definition of failure to failure is feedback failure is learning failure means I'm one step closer to where I want to be failure means I'm growing. Failure means I'm getting stronger every time. If that's my definition of failure, if I do mess up, I'm much more likely to go out there and actually give it another crack, right? And like Colonel Sanders, imagine if he'd given up at the the first go or let alone the thousand and eighth go. You know, I bet his definition of failure would have been really different. 
I bet, I bet he would have had a different mindset around what failure means. And if he'd had a definition that, you know, failure meant getting rejected, he would have given up a long time ago. So create a definition of failure that's more supportive for you and is more likely to help you take action in the direction that you want to, that's going to help you get the results that you desire. Tip number three is two. <laughs> enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. And I say this with a laugh and a smile because I am still working on this one massively. So for because I if if you've ever done your Enneagram or your print, I am a three. Um, so I'm a seven and a three. And a three is very much driven by achievement and progress and goals like we love love having goals and achieving achieving things being very driven and you know doing all the things and so this one has always been a real challenge for me is just to enjoy the journey along the way but what happens when we enjoy the journey it's like say for example with someone like airbnb if their only definition of success was making it to that $25 billion company. It took them eight years to get their launch and business model right, eight years. So they launched seven different times over the span of eight years. And so if their definition of success was only when they got to that $25 billion mark, then that means that that eight years of success would have been an absolute struggle. They would have hated every minute of it. They wouldn't have enjoyed any step in the journey. And it just would have been a horrible eight years until they finally got to that definition of success. Whereas if they had changed their definition of success and said like, you know, success to me means that I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm having fun and I'm getting closer and closer and that I'm taking action. And if they change their definition of success towards something that they ultimately actually have more control over, you know, the actions that they take and the progress that they make and the learning that they absorb along the way, then that that just completely shifts what those eight years would have looked like, right? So when when we want to enjoy the journey, we need to shift our definition of what success looks like. Success is not the outcome. You know, that's, that's also great, but success is also, you know, the, the learning and the growth and the progress that we made along the road to success. And if we choose the latter, then we get to have a lot more fun and joy along the road. The, my tip number four is celebrate, celebrate each of those successes that does occur. Because I bet that on your road to striving towards the thing that you want to achieve, you know, the business that you want to start and make waves with or the course that you want to sell or the thing that you want to launch or the career that you want to build, my big assumption and and guess there is that you have made a lot of massive progress along that road already. 
Like if you look back on your path, like the last 10 years or so, even the last five years, and you look at back at where you were five years ago, how far have you come? How far have you come along that road of where you once were and where you are right now? Like celebrate all that learning, all those milestones, all those achievements, all those moments that you push through fear and doubt and, you know, those moments that you were terrified to show up and, you know, reach out to that client or share that post on social media or get up in front of people and do that talk or, you know, press publish on your website or get your ABN number or um, apply for that promotion, you know, or gosh, I don't know, do that course. Like, I just have no doubt that there's so many incredible things that you have already achieved and don't, don't lose sight of those. Like we get to choose what we focus on, right? And you can choose to either focus on all the things that you haven't yet achieved and, or, or you can balance those with remembering how far you've already come and all of the successes that you have already moved through. My lucky last tip, tip number five, is to play the long game. Play the long game. So sometimes when our, like the time that our failures can seem a bit, I don't know, a bit overwhelming is when we lose sight of the big game, of the big picture. It's like a little, I don't know, a little thing happens We get a little rejection, you know, one of those publishers (laughs) comes back at us and says, no, this is, this is crap. Or you put an email out to a new client and they come back saying, no, not ready yet or not keen or whatever. And it can seem so big. It's like that little email, that tiny thing can seem so big when we don't put it in perspective of what our long game is what our big vision is, what our big purpose is, what our big why is, or what that ultimate big impact is that we want to make and what that would look like in the long term. And when we have, when we have that massive perspective or that bird's eye view, we can put that little thing in perspective. It just means, you know, you don't take those little things so seriously because you realize what they are. You see them for what they are. They're just little, little pebble stones along the road. They're just tiny, tiny little pieces to the puzzle and they don't mean, need to mean more than what they are. Just keep on going, keep on striving and remembering that failure is feedback. There's always something to learn from any time something doesn't go the way that it needs to, right? And plus, you know, whatever that success is that you're going towards, you kind of want the journey to be kind of, I don't know, back and forth and up and down and round and round because that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it enjoyable and that's what keeps us on our toes and sort of makes it so magic. And and that is what, what actually amplifies the amount of learning that you gain from it anyway. If it was slow, like if it was easy and streamlined and all perfect and you were just 
you know, given success from the get-go and you were given all that you possibly desired, like all the clients, all the money, all the business success, all the achievements, if they were given to you all at once, I can bet for a fact that you actually wouldn't be able to handle it. (laughs) You'd probably freak the hell out. So that's why we get thrown these obstacles and challenges because, you know, that's the world trying to teach us a lesson trying to help us learn and grow in a particular way so that it can slowly but surely nut us back on course. So that's it. They're my my tips about five ways to overcome fear of failure in achieving your dreams. And, you know, just trying to normalize it a bit, right? Because we all stuff up. We all fail. We all have moments when we feel like we're not achieving the things that we want to. Gosh, I feel like they happen to me <laughs> every single day, every single week. But the thing that the thing that always helps keep things in perspective to me or for me, um, and maybe this can be the sixth tip, is just connecting back with my why. Connect anchoring back into my purpose of of why I'm here and what I'm ultimately here to you know, help create for my clients, for my family, for the world, like what's ultimately most important to me. Because when I anchor into my why and what actually like lights me up and sparks me and, you know, just awakens that beautiful sense of like aliveness and and energy within my heart, when I act from that place and connect to that place, it's a lot easier to take action and it's a lot easier to take action from a place that that feels really authentic and I don't know beautiful and warm and heart-led and often if we can take action from that heart-led place that's when the most magic can occur and I know I've definitely been guilty of being a bit caught in the head or the ego and trying to get things done just for the sake of getting things done because that's what my ego thinks that I should do. But when we act from a place of, you know, true wanting and desire and, you know, that heart-led intention, from that place we have more energy, we have more power, we have more magic and beauty and it's just so much more fun and you actually achieve so much more than you could have ever realized possible. So I guess that'd be my my last sneaky little tip that I threw in the mix there is if you're feeling a bit stuck, anchor back into your purpose, anchor back into your why, why you started in the first place and the impact that you want to have. And I have no doubt that from that place, magic will be created and sparked. Sending you big love. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Send me a DM on Emma underscore Lou underscore Campbell if this brought you some value. And um, yeah, I love to hear your feedback just to know that you're listening. (laughs) Big love. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with me today on the podcast. I love having you here. If you want to connect further, just jump onto email and pop into your inbox. Hello at emmacampbell.com.au 
and just send me a little email and let me know if you've got any questions because that's my favorite place to connect with you guys otherwise my website is emmacampbell.com.au i can't wait to chat to you have the best day big love